0: Welcome to the Trust Your Gut podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in. And now it's time to trust your gut. Hello, and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. So, the title of this episode, I certainly sat with for a long time. I've sat with that title and the idea of this episode or just sharing about this for probably two years. and the reason why is because I think it's triggering, and I do not focus on weight. I do not focus on losing weight. I do not believe losing weight is an important part of gut health or overall health for that matter. I have worked as a nutritional therapist in places where people came to me and all they wanted to do was lose weight. And I'm just not about it. I'm not about focusing on weight or really talking about weight or helping people lose weight. A big part of that reason is because I think diet culture has been extremely detrimental to everybody. Um, It's been detrimental to me. I personally have struggled a lot with body image issues, uh, mostly as a teenager and in my 20s, and disordered eating, and I've talked about that a bit in the first episode of this podcast about my journey, and I know a lot of my clients have too. And I know a lot of people tuning in have as well. And so making a title about losing weight is something that I don't take lightly. And I think it can be really damaging to focus on weight loss. And it's such a big part of what I offer uh, at Trust Your Gut is moving away from focus on diet to focusing more on nervous system health and things along that line. But this is why I made this title. One, because it catches your attention. Two, because it catches your attention and it offers an opposite approach of everything we've been told. So saying that I lost weight by eating more and exercising less is the opposite of what we've been told we need to do to have the right kind of body to fit in, to be beautiful, to feel worthy, to um, be healthy, right? The main diet advice is eat less, exercise more. Or maybe now it's like eat clean, exercise in a certain way. Whatever it is, that's been the main idea And so I wanted to offer a bit of a controversial title and something that caught your attention in a different way. And I'd say the third reason I offer this title and just this podcast episode is because I know there are people out there that want to lose weight and that's something that feels really in alignment to them because they just don't feel comfortable in their body Uh, Maybe they've been holding on to a lot of stress or emotions that they can identify has caused them to hold on weight and they'd like to just release all of that. And some people, that's just like a healthy goal for them. And I honor that and I acknowledge that. And this is the point I want to make is sometimes weight that we feel is extra That we may have gained um, is so tied into emotions and to stress and to trauma. And so, part of releasing those emotions, those chronic stress patterns, and that trauma may be in losing that weight. And so, when we focus on supporting ourselves through. The emotions, through the stress, through the trauma, through the nervous system regulation, through just giving ourselves really good nourishment and healing, we might just naturally drop some of that weight because it was actually an energetic thing. So that's really the point of this podcast because that's what I experienced. And I think that can be a really healthy thing. Now, of course, there's a disclaimer that disordered eating is a real problem for those who experience gut issues because sometimes we become afraid of food. We become afraid of food groups. I know for me personally, I have been afraid of carbs at different points and afraid of fruit and afraid of sugar and feeling like if I ate those things, I would gain weight. And some of that comes from times where I was trying to starve candida and so I didn't eat carbs and of course I lost weight and I um became more lean and then it felt really good felt really good I was lean and I became afraid of eating those things again because I didn't want to lose that leanness and that was absolutely interconnected into my disordered eating habits and orthorexia, which is an obsession with healthy eating and eating really clean. And this is something I see in clients is they've had some gut issues and they've changed something about their diet that helped them for a little bit. And then they become afraid of certain foods or food groups or eating the wrong thing. And so there becomes an obsession with healthy eating Um, Or they've just ended up cutting out so many things from their diet that they are so limited in what they can eat that it becomes a level of disordered eating. So we have to be really careful talking about these things because of that component, because there is so much disordered eating and so much food fear. And that's why I just usually steer clear of talking about weight and really approaching nutrition and diet from a really, um, careful, nourishing, loving place. So, uh, the story about the title of this podcast is that I, a couple years ago, maybe it was three, three and a half, four years ago now, COVID has kind of lost my whole conception of time. Um, I, well, in general, my body has fluctuated um, throughout my 20s and um, now in my early 30s. And due to different things going on, I've either held on to 20 more pounds than I am now or been at this place that I'm at. And I've never really been lower than this place So, um, well, the only time I was is when I was, um, very in disordered eating and I lost my period and lost my libido and was full of anxiety and was not eating carbs and was over-exercising. So that wasn't healthy or sustainable. Um, so, you know, I really come from this experience of over-exercising, um, under-eating and being in some really unhealthy places with, um, my, my exercising and eating and my body image. And then I've swung in the other way where, especially in times of travel, where I'm just like needing to eat differently, like traveling in places like Nepal and India and Peru, where like a lot of food is very starch heavy, carb heavy, like really leaning into the opposite side of being afraid of carbs and being more keto and, and just, having to eat those things that are there and, you know, being in a travel space and then noticing that I've held on to more weight, given that I was in a little bit more of a state of dysregulation, I think, and constant movement. Um, so it's always kind of like shifted between these, these extremes, sort of the, at least the extreme of, uh, over-exercising, under-eating, being afraid of food, having disordered eating, and orthorexia, um, and the things that that did to my body and, and my mental health, and then being in places where I'm just way more free about it, but maybe I've gotten to a place where my digestive issues are really amplified, and then there's kind of this middle ground, and this is what I ended up finding over the last couple years. And I had returned from South America in 2019 to, to my home state. And I was definitely not feeling my best. And I started to notice a lot of digestive symptoms coming up, a lot of gas and bloating, a lot of burping, Sometimes stomach pain. Um, my psoriasis was really activated, and then my anxiety started to get pretty bad too. And this is really the turning point in in my healing journey through my gut brain symptoms. And I talk about this already a little bit in episode one, but I want to talk about it more under this lens now, where. I just had a shift in the way I decided to approach my healing. And a big part of that was exercising less and eating more, like nourishing myself and making sure I was getting like balanced macronutrients, not eliminating an entire macronutrient group and just eating enough to like fuel my body. So the exercising less part is because I come from a background of doing a lot of high intensity training. When I was in high school, I started running like 5 days a week. And that was a lot on the body, and a lot of that motivation was due to wanting to be thin. Now, I also enjoyed the feeling of exercise, and I think that's one thing that stayed with me throughout my life of exercise and, and being, you know, what I would consider being an athlete now. Um, but There was also motivation to maintain a certain size body. Uh, But I definitely noticed the benefits that it had to my mental health and well-being. But I started with like feeling like I needed to exercise five days a week or I would get fat. To be honest, that's how I felt. And I um, would run on the treadmill or I'd run um, out on trails and then I started to get into like lifting weights a bit and then I found in college that I was um really into like crossfit and high intensity training and so I started to do that along with running and then I was getting more into mountain activities like backpacking and rock climbing but I always felt like I needed this certain level of intensity of exercise to like really feel like I was like getting enough. And then that kind of came into some time in my, you know, early to mid twenties where I continued to just seek out really high intensity things. And, um, that's kind of the point where I, I lost my period and, um, was probably, you know, the thinnest, most leanest I've ever been, but, um, losing my period and dealing with all the side effects was a big indication to me that things weren't good. And my gut was extremely unhappy. And then, you know, with all of that too, I do a lot of things in the mountains. Um, some really intense things that are really long days, um, big pushes. And I love that stuff, but it's not very easy on the gut. And so when I kind of returned from my travels and, you know, in South America, I had some really intense experiences out in the mountains, um, some epics as we call them when things don't go well, um, like, a, a person falling, falling into a crevasse and having to rescue them, um way out in the middle of nowhere and just some other intense pushes for 24 hours straight and then some you know more nourishing things but like 10 days trekking alone in the Peruvian Andes or another five-day stint or climbing mountains there you know and you get up at midnight and you don't sleep and you push your body and um I think I landed back and um, was just tired, was just really tired. The other piece of this, too, is that I've spent so much of my life being in that sympathetic overactivation, especially a flight mode of just like wanting to go, 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 do, 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 push it. I talk about this all the time. And so you have to consider kind of your whole bucket of stress. Your stress bucket is a term that you can use. And High intensity exercise and like big pushes in the mountains or whether you like to run long distances or bike long distances or do CrossFit or whatever it is, they're not bad things and we can see a lot of benefits of those types of exercises. However, they're really, really stressful on the body. They're really stressful on the body. It is adding more stress. So if you're already under a lot of stress, if you're not eating enough, if you're not eating all the macronutrients that you need, like cutting out carbs, if you are in a fight or flight mode all the time and full of anxiety and hypervigilance and always on the move and you're not dipping into your ventral vagal rest and digest state, if you're not giving yourself the balance and nourishment you need, doing that kind of exercise on top of everything and maybe not feeding yourself well, it's just going to stress out your body more. And it's actually going to have the opposite effect of what you want. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're doing that, you might actually notice that you start gaining more weight because your body goes, I'm not safe. I'm not safe. Stress hormones are pulsing through my veins. My nervous system is activated. Like We need to hold on to whatever we can to keep the body nourished because I might be in a famine right now. Remember, your body is still quite primitive in the way it operates. It doesn't know all the intricacies of what might be going on in your life. Stress is stress is stress. So your body can't necessarily decipher why you're stressed or what kind of stress it is. All it knows is that it's under stress. And if that stress doesn't decrease, if that stress doesn't go away it's going to start responding to that. So I had this understanding of that of like, wow, I have been just putting my body under so much stress for so long in all these different ways and I just stopped doing high intensity exercise. I just started focusing on doing yoga um, and walking, hiking, and you know, still like keeping some like, you know, Higher intensity things like uh, I, I mountain bike a lot and I ski a lot, and those things can be a little bit more high intensity. But for me, they're just so nourishing because I get to be outside in nature doing something that challenges me, that I get to get into a flow state that's really fun, that I get to share with other people. So I just started doing things that I really enjoyed and stopped focusing on needing to like strength train and lift weights and do high intensity intervals or, or anything like that. And just focused on, I want, I feel like going to the climbing gym. I feel like going to yoga. I feel like going on a bike ride. I'm going to go for a hike, really just doing the things that I enjoyed that brought me, um, just like so much fulfillment and allowed me to like connect to nature and myself and, and move my body. And so that was a really key thing here in this shift within my body and my gut-brain health. And then, as I said, um, just really trying to nourish myself and like eat enough to support my activity and not be afraid of carbohydrates anymore. Now the other big thing that happened at this time is that I started to work with two different people that were really important. I started to work with a naturopath and I did a GI map stool test to find out what was going on in my gut because I was having so many symptoms and when I did that I learned that I had really bad dysbiosis, so I had an overgrowth of the dysbiotic opportunistic bacteria, which can be called our bad bacteria if it's in too high of numbers, a lot of overgrowth there, not enough good bacteria, I had an overgrowth of candida and of H. pylori, and this naturopath was actually like, wow, this is, I've never seen a GI map like this. And so I just finally really sought help. Like I had done stool tests in the past and like met with naturopaths or practitioners here and there, but I never like continually worked with them. And so we looked at these test results and I started a protocol and I get a little hesitant to share like, this is what I did because it's so bio-individual, but You know, this is such an open space of sharing and I appreciate hearing other people's journeys. So I will divulge those, divulge (laughs) those details. But um, just know that that doesn't mean like it's the right thing for you. Um, I recommend working with somebody. So I... With his recommendation, decided to do low FODMAP, which is a temporary diet, but it can be really helpful when you're having really bad symptoms and you have dysbiosis or SIBO because it just takes away the food that that bacteria is utilizing. And so I did that along with a supplement protocol that was really helpful to kind of help move some of those things out and really nourishing. Now that was definitely helpful in the moment for reducing my symptoms, but I think what the key point is here is that at the same time I started going to therapy for the first time in my life. Can't believe it took me that long, but I was on the go, go, go for so long. It was hard to be consistent with any practitioner. Uh, So I started to go to therapy. And again, this is when I began to really look at my nervous system, my nervous system patterns, and began to really understand the states I had been living in. And I started to make the connections to my gut symptoms, to my anxiety, my obsessive thinking. And I began to release a lot of things, a lot of emotional things and look at past traumas and past woundings and start to really work with those things. And that's when I really began to feel things shift in my gut. It was actually quite miraculous. So the main thing that happened was my symptoms like really disappeared and to this day I have been feeling the best I've ever felt in my gut and I know that the main part of that was because I started to really become aware of and work with my nervous system and work through my past traumas and start to release chronic stress patterns and emotions that I've been holding on to. That was also combined with nourishing my body in a new way by exercising less and putting less stress on my body and my nervous system and really providing myself with nourishment. And then that was also combined with getting a bit of a protocol going. This is why Nutritional therapy is an important part of what I offer to my clients and with Trust Your Gut because sometimes we're going to have things that we need to address, like the big amount of imbalance in my microbiome needed to be addressed to help me feel better, and that did look like doing a low FODMAP diet for a little bit and doing a supplement protocol, and that's not for everyone, and I'm not saying you need to do that, but that was a really helpful part in getting me to feel better right away and just helping to support the overall balance in my microbiome and then do the deeper work at the same time of working with my nervous system and nourishing my nervous system and reducing my stress and that's my approach that is the exact reason behind the approach I take with my clients and with trust your gut and a side effect of all this is I lost 15 pounds. And to be honest, I didn't think I had weight to lose. That wasn't anything on my mind. Um, But I just started to lose weight. And I've just stayed at this weight now. And to me, it became clear that there was inflammation I was holding on to, bloating, and a lot of emotional baggage, a lot of stress, like a stress response creating weight, which we know cortisol, the main stress hormone, can create more belly fat. And it was just a beautiful example of how everything was interconnected. And to me, I could have that 15 pounds on still and feel great, but apparently it was just not exactly where my like balanced body was at and by addressing those things that was just a side effect that got me back to this place that my body naturally feels really comfortable being at and I think that can be a big telltale sign of how the body responds to these different things that are more emotional and energetic and maybe that's something you need to hear because perhaps you are thinking about your weight or you're not feeling super comfortable in your body. You're feeling really bloated. You're having a lot of symptoms. You know, sometimes it's just that bloating feels so uncomfortable and we just feel like we have extra weight or we might feel fat, but we're really just bloated and holding on to so much. And so if, if that sounds like you and you're just trying to like eat better and exercise more or you know so hyper focused on that area this is my invitation to look at the other areas because it's so holistic and we really need to see what role our stress and our emotions and our nervous system are playing in our health whether that's about our weight or about our gut symptoms or about our mental health so That is what this title is all about, and I hope that resonates with you and brings you something to consider. So before you go, I just want to make a really exciting announcement that I am getting ready to launch a group program. This will be a five-month live group program called the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit and what this does is walk you through everything about your gut brain and your vagus nerve, all about digestion, the microbiome, our nervous system health, how to process trauma and regulate our nervous systems to get in touch with our inner child and connect to our intuition and it provides a ton of practical tools and resources to help you Optimize your gut health, support your microbiome, regulate your nervous system, process trauma, move out of chronic stress patterns, release emotions, and walk away with a ton of tools and resources so that you have your own personalized, comprehensive, complete toolkit that you feel so empowered in your healing moving forward that you understand all these aspects of yourself, your own nervous system, where the root cause of your chronic digestive and mental health symptoms started and how to release them and how to continue moving forward in a way where you feel absolutely resilient to meet anything that might come up in um, your chronic symptoms or in stressors or anything that might feel a little intense in your nervous system. So this will include live calls with me and the group, um, a ton of resources within the program itself, and it includes a GI map stool test with a one-on-one meeting with me afterwards to go over what is going on in your microbiome and make a plan for you. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, I would jump down to the show notes and get on the wait list. The first time I run this program, it's going to be a founding members launch, which means I'm going to be taking a limited number of people and be offering it at half the price that it will be once I continue to run it afterwards. The reason I'm doing this is because it's an opportunity for me to get feedback from you about what works in the program, what doesn't, what you'd like to see more of, and Fine tune the program after we go through it all together. So this helps me really provide the best program to people and and what they want. And I want to offer you a really awesome discount for being a part of that. So head down to the show notes, sign up for the wait list. There'll be more information coming soon. And I'm also still doing a podcast giveaway through the beginning of September, so a couple more weeks left. If you go to iTunes, leave a comment about the podcast, and you'll be entered to win a free one-on-one session with me. It can be about anything you want to address or work on, and even if you don't want a one-on-one session, you might know someone who does, and if you are chosen, you can gift that away. This also just really helps people hear the podcast and It reaches more folks who need this information. So if you're here and you enjoy this, I really appreciate any reviews and ratings and shares and downloads. It really helps the podcast make it into the ears of the right people. So again, thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a regulated and resilient day.